We spend far too much time worried about what makes us different than the next person or better than the next person and not enough time thinking about why we should respect the next person. We all have a story, an overarching theme that runs through our lives and makes us who we are. The problem is, we think that since each of our stories is different, there's not a lot of perceived value or shared struggle. But we have far more in common than we can imagine, and what motivates one person can certainly help us as well. The Third Lab Podcast is about understanding, respecting, and appreciating the struggle that it takes to overcome immeasurable odds in order to reach your destiny. Join me as I interview and bond with some of the most inspiring and incredible people, diving into their why to get a full understanding of their being. Without each other, we have nothing. So let's go on this adventure together and take on the future with open minds and open hearts. Welcome to the Third Lap Podcast. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Excited today. Uh, we coming up on season two of the Third Lap Podcast, man. Made it through a whole year. And so for season two, I'm going to still connect with people one-on-one because I still got a bunch of interviews on deck to release. And so I'm excited about that. But we're going to switch it up. I'm going to start bringing multiple people on, panel discussions, doing different things. The first one we're going to start with, uh, I had to tap my brothers in, man. So hi, uh, Teddy Gandhi, Smooth Baby. I had to bring the homies in. We want to talk about creative process, creativity. What is it to be a creative? A lot of people want to be creatives. Uh, a lot of people don't understand what it is to be a creative. And folks that are constantly creating content don't really get the respect, in my opinion, that they deserve. And so I wanted to bring some of the most creative people that I know on to really give you an idea what it looks like behind the scenes, right? Because these are human beings. These are computers. These ain't people built with algorithms. Like these are living, breathing people um, that go through a process and have feelings and emotions that they really open up to the world. And so I really wanted to give them a chance to talk about their process and so, fellas, what's going on, man? Uh, just want to give y'all a chance real quick to just whip around and just introduce yourselves. And so, hey, you know, get the people an idea who you are, where you coming from. Yo, 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 yo. Shout out to everybody that's listening. Thank you again for having me, like, circle back. Just to circle back real quick. Round two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my name is Hatchers Barbour the third. I'm going, I'm jacking that from now on because I'm a writer. You feel me? And, um, you know, like, I'm just a poet. I'm a poet from Harlem. I run an open mic platform, me and my bro Smooth Baby. You know what I mean, we, we've been rocking, killing right now. We out in Harlem killing right now. Yes, Got sir. the energy looking crazy. And you know, like I'm just all around creative and I'm just trying to figure out how I can create and how I can leave my, my message in the streets. You feel me? Like, and just like had that touch someone in some shape, form, or fashion. Absolutely. Smooth, what's going on, y'all? How you feeling today, bro? What's up, bro? I'm good, man. Yo, man, my name is Smooth Baby. I'm from the Bronx, New York. I'm a spoken word artist. I like to call my poetry ghetto gospel. Like Hat said, me and him run an open mic in Harlem, the hottest open mic in Harlem. Matter of fact, the hottest open mic in NYC. I mean, (laughs) whole tri-state, for real, for real. You feel me? Like, we outside, and I'm a poet, man. Like I said, I'm a spoken word artist. And I just like to send my messages of, of everything I've been through or been around or seen. So that's yes, that's my purpose for right now. Yeah, when I'm feeling the ghetto gospel hoodie, bro, that's official right there. I'm liking that, man. Hat got the fuck Apple shirt on. I love it. Y'all got the merch too. We're gonna talk merch. You know, how do you how you spin this around and really get the money 360? You know what I mean? Um, speaking of merch, we about to talk to the merch king himself. 
Teddy mm. Gandy, Black's Apparel, the man, the myth, the legend. Teddy, tap in, man. Come What's on, going man. on with you, brother? Come on, man. Hey, I, I'm glad to be here, Malcolm. Um, so, yeah, my name is Teddy Gandy. I'm the owner and creator of Black's Apparel, uh, which is a uh, lifestyle brand devoted to, you know, the promotion of Black history and just using fashion as a vehicle. I've loved history my whole life. I always thought it was dope and found, uh, you know, a lot of empowering and encouraging, you know, information through that to, to guide my life. So, you know, I'd just be trying to make it easier for people. So that's uh, that's what I do. My man, Teddy in the kitchen, whipping up the food for the family. He multifaceted, multi-purpose. you know, hat got jokes. He over here had to put himself on mute because he over here cracking up in the background. <laughs> You know, y'all already know it's Mal, man. I'm, Mal I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just wanted y'all to know, like, y'all are all my brothers, so this is fire yes, to see, sir. like, three of my brothers, three of my main mans, like, be on a call together, chopping it up and shit like that. So I'm going to roast everybody today. I got my do-rag on. Like, you ain't going to see my <laughs> chest looking crazy. I ain't even going to let you do me like that, bro. You ain't going to do me like that. You ain't even doing me like that. Um, but yeah, you already know this is my man, third lap podcast, checking in. Um, definitely a creative myself. You know, most of my creativity is now being pipelined through my two podcasts. So the third lap podcast, shout out to Tim Massaqua, my co-host on Mind Your Mentals as well. Uh, mental health in the black community is a real thing. So always mind your mentals. Um, always make sure that you're taking care of yourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all the above. But yeah, man, let's tap in though, yo. So you know, uh, smooth. I'm gonna start with you, bro. So what is your creative process, man? So, you know, when you make a content, especially for social media, right? Because, you know, you and Hat really turn up on social media, Teddy too. But as far as y'all poetry, y'all getting stuff out to the public on a consistent basis. What's your process, bro? Mm -hmm. So when you sitting down and start writing, how you even get into the zone? How you even get into your mode, bro? It's all about my feeling. How, however I'm feeling, my emotions of that day. Um, Normally, we're not tapping, especially to, to give it to the people. It, it's going to be content worthy of performance, if that makes sense. Because I, I know some people feel like performance ain't writing, and I, I disagree. Like, you write to perform, and you perform to write and go hand in hand in my eye. But my, my writing process is, like I said, it's all fulfilling, but it's different because I don't really write nothing down. I don't write it down. If I'm going out there to give it to the public, I, there's no pen and paper. It's just me and my, and my mind. I write it in my mind. And as long as it's trapped in here, it's easier to deliver out there. So that that's basically my process. However I'm feeling, if I'm feeling angry, it's lit. If I'm feeling happy, it's still lit, but it, it'll be more on the, you know, little happy side and all that. And I just try to, try to bring out what's going on in my neighborhood or my community. I talk about what's going on because people don't like to talk about it. Like everybody hate hood shit, but love hood movies. It doesn't make sense to me. Like you can't hate it, but love hood movies and your favorite movies are hood movies, but don't want to talk about it. So that, that's what I focus on. Yeah, absolutely. And so the ghetto gospel, I feel like that goes hand in hand, right? Like you said, you, you talk about the streets, you talking for the streets. And so talk to us, what is ghetto gospel? What does that even mean in your words? All right, so Ghetto Gospel, honestly, is inspired by Tupac.
Cause any day they'll push the button And all good men like Malcolm X and Bobby Hutton's eye for nothing Don't admit they get teary, the world looks dreary When you wipe your eyes, see it clearly There's no need for you to fear me If you take your time to hear me Baby, you can learn to cheer me It ain't about black or white cause we're human I hope we see the light before it's ruined My ghetto gospel Tupac had, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a publishing company called Ghetto Gospel, then he wound up changing it. But that's how I see it. Tupac was Ghetto Gospel. He sit here, he can he can talk conscious, but then he can go street. And he can be, quote unquote, what you call ignorant in, in, in certain sense. So that's exactly what my poetry is. Conscious, but ignorant in the same breath. So it's a lot of things to unpack and learn. And then there's a lot of discussions behind it that we can all sit in and dive in and dissect. So that's basically what the ghetto gospel is. Conscious, but ignorant. Yeah, no, nah, I love that. That's, that's the perfect balance and dichotomy, right? Because, you know, I feel like all of us, we conscious, but then on the same time, if you come at us wrong, we'd be ignorant too. So, you know, it'd be exactly. a balance to go like that, yo. And so, exactly. hat, man, talk to me, bro. You know, for you, I, I think that I, I kind of know your process a little bit more because we've had conversations about it, you know, you being on your writing structure and, and your schedules and stuff. But uh, talk to us, man. How do you lay out your content when you're going into writing a poem or you thinking about writing a book? Um, how do you even formulate your thought process in the first place to kind of lay it all out? Yo, ain't no template to this shit, bro. Like, so it's like a lot of the times, like as a creative, you're figuring out ways in the moment to like push your brand further. My hat is off to smooth because like one of the things that I admire about this man is he is always prepared. Like his work ethic is crazy. He has an arsenal of shit that he can do at any given time. And it's like to have that work ethic is dope. For me, it's like more so I I have to be inspired to write. I have to feel something to write. And then you get caught up with the, okay, I'm inspired to write this, but now when I'm performing this, I have to understand my audience and understand what they want to hear also, right? So like you got to walk that tight rope, that line of like being yourself and getting your message out there, but doing it in a, in a deliverable way that people could receive it. I say all that to say this, that shit is hard, bro. That shit is hard. That shit will have you doubting yourself sometimes. That shit will have you going back to the drawing board. Like, yo, what am I doing? That shit will have you not creating for days at a time, for weeks at a time. And I'm literally in that, in that place right now. Like, honestly, the I can say the, the last thing I wrote was for my bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, for the battle we did, that was the last thing I, I wrote. And I wasn't writing. Like, I was writing raps because it's easy to rap. Like, but I wasn't writing poems and things like that. So it's like... I needed that inspiration right there. That was my inspiration. It was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to war with my brother. Like, I can't slouch. I can't be, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't look crazy out here. So it's like, just finding those glimpses of inspiration and, and, and taking that to pivot you into the, wherever you're trying to go. I think that's where I'm headed right now. Like, that's where I'm transitioning. So Teddy, for you, I mean, you, it's, it's sort of multifaceted with you. You know, you creating the shirts, but you also pretty consistent on social media in regards to sharing different historical facts. 
um you know mm. you shared with me on the phone you you said you you hang you you sharing people getting hung every day but don't nobody register <laughs> it that way and when you said that i started to perceive what you was sharing differently because i understood what the message was behind it but yeah man talk to us how do you even figure out what you want to share how do you figure out hey man i'm gonna put stokely carmichael on this shirt or i'm gonna collaborate with this artist to create this next clothing line even though it's about history and you know there's a research aspect there's a studious aspect to what i'm doing it's more emotional than than it seems you know at face value i talk to a lot of people i'm in the community and you know i may have a conversation that may lead me to you know going down a rabbit hole or something just like you know like we talked before on uh you know third lap podcast i listened to the one about you and your father and your and your father your pops put me up on game about vietnam and how you know you know the vietnam vets created the dap and so then i go do the research and i learn you know, as much as there is to know about it or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I got to bring this to the people. And so, you know, sometimes it is like that. And other times, you know, it's just inspired by God. I may just be sitting there, you know, listening to a song or something. And then I'm like, yo, the Gap Band, who is the Gap Band? What does the Gap stand for? Then I go look it up and it's like, oh, shoot, this is related to, to Greenwood and Black Wall Street. And I didn't know Charlie Wilson, you know what I'm saying, was from, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and, you know, and it just gets like that. And so that's always nice when it's kind of serendipitous, but then there comes, you know, like Hat says, the droughts. Or when I, you know, researching like, you know, a dark topic like convict leasing, and because it is an emotional a labor of love, you know, I can get depressed and could be like, man, bump it. I don't feel like looking at nothing for a while, you know, because I'm attached to the information. So, you know, it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, bro. You mentioned that convict leasing. I'm reading uh, the new Jim Crow right now from Michelle Alexander. And she went into convict leasing. And I'm like, man, it's, they've been doing this to us for a long time, bro. For a real yeah, long time. Game. What, what does that mean? Uh, convict leasing is basically similar to what the prison industrial complex is now. And so back in the day when slavery ended, so right after Black Reconstruction, the Jim Crow era, they started arresting Black people in the South for like very petty things, for like, like vagrancy, loitering. Yeah, yeah, loitering, all of that stuff. And so when you got arrested, you will be leased uh -huh. to a for-profit business. And so yep. that business was able to use you as a slave, basically, because the only way that slavery was allowed still in this country federally was through uh, the prison industrial complex. When you were in prison, you were technically a slave. And so they were able right. to lease you for X amount of time, uh, make some bread off it. Same thing that they're doing now, paying people 50 cents a day uh, to manufacture mm -hmm. goods that are sold on the open market. It ain't changed. It just evolved over time as they figured out how to make it a more lucrative business. But yeah, man, that, that convict leasing joint ain't no joke. But something that y'all all mentioned was the drought, right? And so I want to talk about that because I feel like, you know, again, we get to see or I get to see as a consumer what you create, what you produce, what you put on the market, which I put on y'all social media. But, you know, Teddy and Hat specifically, I've spoken to both of y'all on Smooth, I'm sure as a creative, you've gone through your own process where you're sitting like, damn, I don't even feel like doing this right now. Or like, damn, I don't even got nothing to talk about right now. And so, you know, I feel like certain people just, that's how their career end. They just stop, you know, but all of y'all keep pushing through. All of y'all figured out how to climb that mountain once again. And so when you feel in that drought or you stuck in that sort of place where you're not feeling creative, what do you do? 
right? Like, how do you push through? Who do you connect with? Who do y'all talk to uh, to kind of get yourself over that hump? I don't mind hopping on first. Uh, honestly, I talk to y'all. <laughs> I talk to God. Uh, like, I can't tell you how many conversations, you know, me and Hat didn't had where it's like, yo, I'm stuck, you know, or, or me and Malcolm, you know, like Malcolm, I'm depressed, bro. <laughs> like, I'm stuck. And I just look for, you know, one of y'all to help sharpen my iron. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when I'm feeling very dull. And, and I pray. And I may, you know, just get outside of, you know, what I'm actually working on. Just put it put it down, you know, and, and, and go and focus on some nature or something like that, you know, to try to uplift me and, and find some some new, ass, you know, that, inspiration. That was a good point, too, when you said, like, you lean on us. Because we lean on you too, right? But like, one of the things that helps me is I'm realizing I started this journey and it was a very isolated journey because like, I, I didn't have a lot of creative friends, right? So it's like, I would be going to the open mics by myself. I would be trying to do all of these things by myself. And, and the people that I hung around had different interests and that's okay. Um, but I'm realizing you definitely need a community. I realized since since I started trying to build the, the poetry open mic community, having that community there who are all focused on the same vision and, and being around like-minded individuals who understand like this is bigger than all of us, right? Like this community is bigger than all of us, right? Like we're going to eat and win because we're going to do it together. Um, and just having those people in your corner that you can collab with and just seek inspiration from, I think that's what helps me get out of those dark moments. Cause there's been times like smooth would tell you too. There's been times where it's like, I'm struggling. I am struggling and I'll call him, bro. This shit is crazy, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like, and like one of the things, like I said, like he puts niggas on game. Like if he knows something, he's going to share the information. And I, I'm the same way. So connecting with people who have that, that sharing mentality, like, yo, listen, this is, this is what worked for me. Everybody got a different process though. Right. But like, this is what worked for me. Maybe you could try this. And if that don't work, then I don't know, I might connect you with somebody else who who does it a different way and it is what it is, you know what I mean? So it's like just having that community to lean on and lean into um, at those dark times because the shit, this shit can get isolating, man. Get real isolated. Yeah, Smooth, what about you, bro? How you, how you push through those times? Like for me, if I am in a dark space, it's because something came up that got me in a dark space. So it, like for me as a writer, I don't never feel like I don't have anything to say. I always have something to say, but it's just how it needs to be delivered. It might not come out right. So when I get in my dark spaces to the point where I can't write, it's always personal, something personal going on in life, like somebody done passed and I'm not trying to deal with it. So if I'm not trying to deal with it, that means my heart ain't in what I'm writing. And I don't write if my heart is not in it. So it's either I gotta process, I gotta sit down and process it. I gotta, I gotta get through it. But another thing also is because I'm not writing, that don't mean I can't be creative. So if I'm not writing, I'm looking at different types of merch to get into the push, the ghetto gospel out there in any type of way. You know what I mean? Like I done, I got everything: speakers, shot glasses, slippers, hats, sneakers. Like so, I find any kind of way to kind of be creative until that writing spark come back. And that writing spark come back by listening to dope people that make me want to push my pen. 
I gotta hear something dope. If I hear something dope, like I might tune into a hat live or go back to one of his vids and watch it. And he might say a line and I'm like, oh, hat coming at me. Like I just tell myself he coming at me. He ain't got nothing to do with me. I he coming at me. Or I just lean on my, you know, my, my poetry team, my street prophets, or whoever I consider a top pen in, in, in the poetry community. I go listen to something dope or go listen to some dope music. Something is gonna spark. And then when it spark, it's over. You climb out that. But I, 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 sometimes I don't mind going in that little dark hole real quick because then I get to analyze. All right, once I get through this dark hole, I'm going to talk about this, 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 and this, and it, and, and then it just takes off. You're listening to the Third Lap Podcast with Mal Davis. Yeah. Well, I love what you really said too, bro. You said a couple really important things, but one I want to like laser in on is that you allow that time to pivot to building out other components of your business, right? That like, you know, being a creative isn't just the content. It isn't just the writing. It isn't just the poetry. It's the merch. It's connecting with other people. It's building your network. And so when you're in that time, you're not necessarily being quote unquote productive. You're still producing. It's just in a different way, a different facet. And so, you know, like I said, part of what what y'all mentioned was networking, leaning on other people, listening to other people, reaching out to other people. And so how did y'all go about building your creative network? right like had you mentioned you kind of started off siloed out uh smooth you got your street profits and you got the people on your team that you rock with teddy i know you got a building team of people that you rely on including your wife with social media and so how do y'all even go about identifying people to add to the team right because you can't just trust everybody not everybody on the same type timing and as a creative people will drain from your energy if they're not on the right time people will take from you and, and do damage to your art because they putting you in a bad space. And so how did y'all even go about building that out and figuring out, okay, this is a person that I know that I need to add. Let me go about having that conversation with them. Right. I, I, I started, um, for me, I, I started out the same way Hat started. I started out by myself, strictly by myself, trying to build it by myself. For, for me, uh, even before I even like met my team, it, it, took, it took a lot to trust somebody in my creative space so for me it is all about energy your energy and your mindset your mindset has to be bigger than the topic that is in front of us you have to think at least four to five steps ahead if your mind is into it and your heart is into it then i can work with you it doesn't matter i might not be able to write with you but then i can create a shirt with you a hoodie with you or create um, a venture with you or create an open mic, it don't matter. But for me, it's all about energy, mindset, and heart. If one of those is off, then I, I can't I can't rock with it. Like I, I just can't rock with it. Like so that that's how I network for me. And I'm people don't know this about me. I'm a very shy person. I'm not a people person, but you won't be able to tell that from my personality. The only way my personality comes out is if I'm comfortable around you because of your energy. Other than that, I'm shut off. And being like being in poetry has helped me network because now I have to be and force kind of force myself to be a people person to get out there and get all of these connections, which ain't a bad thing. It, it actually it actually helped. And 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 I'm grateful for that. I, I ain't gonna lie. And I think the first person I ever met in poetry was Hat. That's a fact. Yeah, I was about to say that too. That, and that and it, and it threw me off when when I got off and said she's like yo, 
what's up, bro? Like, that was amazing. Like, like, but you could do that type of thing, don't <laughs> yeah. on stage. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> you could do yo. that. Like, yeah. I must move at a time. I'm gonna keep it a stack. I must move at a time where I had first, I just started performing and I was performing in front of like all white audiences. So I wasn't aware of like just the the visual reaction that you can get from your people when you're saying real shit. Like I didn't know. And I wasn't I wasn't privy to that. So like when I saw him and I I remember I don't even remember what poem you did, but I remember how I felt. I remember how I felt, and you use you use the peace joint too, and I was like, "Oh, I got something like that." That I was remember, ghetto gospel. Yeah, that was, that was ghetto, ghetto gospel. gospel. I was like, "Oh, I got something like, oh, all right, this nigga is on the same time. All right, cool." And I remember one of the things that stood out the most, honestly, wasn't even the poem. It was when I when I when I approached him, I was like, "Yo, bro, like that shit was fire. Like, I love what you do." And I told him I was like, "I'm a poet too. I'm about to go up." Blah blah. He was like, "Oh, word." I nigga passed me his pen with his name on it. He had merch. He had he had something that I can remember him from. I'll never forget that. You know what I'm saying? And he put me on games like, yo, bro, you need something else besides like what you about to do right now because like they need to remember you. And they're going they're going they're not going to remember your words. They're going to remember how they felt. They're going to remember what you give them and, and, and things like that and look you up. And I was like, yo, this nigga put me on game and he ain't know me from a hole in the wall. So ever since then, I was like, yo. I'm I'm taking that same energy because I move like that. Like I move like if I know something, my brother knows it. And everybody's my brother in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Unless you show me otherwise. Like, you know what I mean? Like I want everybody to eat. So like just meeting people that's on that same type of time. And like Smooth will tell you, it's times where it's like I hit him with an idea that he already thought about. And he like, yeah, I was just about to, yeah. Or and vice versa. Like he'll hit me with some shit like, yeah, we could do blah. And it's like, damn, I was thinking about that. So it's like, just like he said, thinking beyond what's happening right now. Like seeing, like having the foresight to know like, yo, this could be like this in the future. We just got to push it. And like, yo, I'm, I'm just blessed to know y'all niggas, bro. Like I'm beyond, <laughs> like it's just so many gems being shed, bro. You said something right there um, that, that I 100% agree with. You know, I read this book called, um, by uh what is his name now i can't think of it um, but it's called the uh old man in the sea and in it it says something like a fisherman can always see a fisherman from afar and i feel that way about creatives right and i feel that way about people who got vision and it's like the first person i linked up with was hat <laughs> me and hat hadn't talked in like five years but, right. you know, but I feel like God put us back in each other's orbit right when we was both like, all right, we about to be back out there. You know, we outside, <laughs> you know, and um, and then Hat, you know, I feel like, you know, Hat said something a long time ago. I don't fuck with you if I ain't smoke with you. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like anybody that's a friend of Hat's, I feel like is a high moral value and a high character. And so they automatically passed the sniff test. So that's how Malcolm came along. And then like even people around my way, I'm just giving out energy and making. And, you know, I just judge people by character. I don't judge them by emotion. I don't judge them by vibes and all that kind of stuff. Anybody can be vibey. You know what I'm saying? I just judge them off of character. So I just look to see who's doing what. And then like, I just go off of that. You know, when it comes to building my network and the crazy thing is, 
you know, I got stronger people who are sharpening my iron, you know, that live 100, 300, 400 miles away, which would be y'all cats, than I do right here who live next to me. You know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of people around here who encourage me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I be talking to old heads. Like, I got a guy named Dr. Duval who just turned 80. You know, he's like 78, 80. You know, I rapped to him for about an hour and a half because he's the dude with all the knowledge from history when it comes to making. His family been living here 440 years. So he put me on game all day. Like, I just sit there and listen. You know, I run into an old lady somewhere at the farmer's market, you know, and she want to talk about life and stuff like that. I just sit there and listen. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how I build my network. And then she just dropped a gem on me like, oh, my husband used to be a Negro uh, League baseball player. I was like, oh, okay, well, what's up with that? And so let's just go down that rabbit hole. Like, that's how I build my network, mostly by listening. Yeah, and I think that that's important. Uh, I was just talking to my homie Vlad today at the gun range. What up, Vlad? You know, we we ran into this black sergeant who retired from the Philadelphia Police Department. So he was all chopping it up. You know how I give it up about the police and all that. But at the end of the talk, me and Vlad was talking it, and Vlad was like, you know, I noticed that, like, you kind of fell back and you was listening. And I was like, yeah, I picked up early that, you know, if I kept going at him, it wasn't going to be a conversation. We were just going to be button heads. You just got to listen, right? You got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Sometimes you just got to fall back and catch the learning, catch the lesson so that you can move better and move differently. Uh, but something that y'all all mentioned was also like the merch component, right? And so Smooth, Hat told me about you. I think Hat called me like a day or two after he met you because he was like, man, I met this dude. He gave me a pen. He got the merch. He moving. I'm rocking with him. And then, you know, so off the rip, like what, what Teddy said, you know, coming through hat, I'm like, oh, well, smooth my brother now. Like, that's my man. If hat rocking with him off the rip, like he 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 hunted, he's solid. If they moving together, they solid. Same with Teddy. That's how I met Teddy. And so, you know, in regards to merch, because I feel like that's something going to full selling school, that's what I learned is that entertainers make their money off of merchandise and off touring. It ain't off record sales. It ain't off all the things that we conventionally think will make you wealthy. It's literally the t-shirts, like you said, the shot glasses, the sneakers, the pens, um, you know, the, the Teddy got the sweatsuits. And so it's all of those things that inevitably lead you to becoming able to monetize your skill set. And so how did each of y'all identify, okay, this is the area that I want to make merch on. This is how I'm going to push it. You know, how do you, A, how did y'all even figure out, like, this is what, so had you got the fuck Apple shirt on, right? Like, this is what I want to take from all of the things that I've done. And then B, this is how you push it so that people are able to be receptive to it and, and buy it ultimately. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like merch, when I met Smooth, I knew I was like, I, I need some merch. But I was struggling with ideas because like, for me, at least, like I don't really have a persona when it comes to like the poetry. Like, like my stage name is my actual real name. You know what I'm saying? Slow watch is real. So it's like I I had to learn the marketing aspect and understand that like I could be dope as hell at what I do, but if I'm not packaging it right, it don't matter. So I, I just paid attention to like the poems I perform and how they do in crowds. And and the fuck Apple's poem does really well in, in every crowd. So I was like, okay. This would be even better if I had something on to, to like something that had 
the poem in it on me when I'm performing. So like I thought about it, I'm like, oh, fuck apples, because that's how I end the poem. So it's like, okay, you see me get on stage with a fuck apple shirt, you don't know what the hell is happening. And then I go into the poem and then I refer to my shirt as like the end line. So now it ties together, right? So now you want to know how to get this shirt. Like even if you don't want to know how to get my book, you want to know how to get this shirt because this shirt symbolizes something bigger than what I could ever do by myself. And I think that's the whole goal with merch is to understand your brand and understand what you could push and what it can symbolize bigger than what you can do in that moment for that performance. Cause like they, they need something to live with. They need something to take home with them. So that's, that's how I got that. But other than that, it's like just paying attention to like everybody around me and seeing what's moving, what's not moving, understanding the market type shit. All the business shit that creatives don't like. Yeah, so understanding your demographic and what the people want for sure, man. Smooth, how about you, brother? Well, uh, like like I had said before, when I first met Hat, I had pins with a quote for one of my poems. It was, um, white is using blue to spread red with my name on it. And the reason why I had pins, I said like, you know, pins travel. You ask somebody, yo, you got a pen? They write it, they might put it in a bag. And then it just travels. And then somebody might look, actually look at the pen like, oh, I like how this pen writes. And when they look at it, they see a quote and like, and somebody's name and it's like, yo, who is this? Let me go Google it or let me go look it up. And then boom, your content is coming up. So like I always told Hat, like when I first met him, anytime you touch that stage, you are a brand. You are marketing your brand. Some people hear, then see, some people see, then hear. So if they see you first and they see your merch, then they hear what you're talking about. Some people here didn't see, like I said, when I ended and I referred to my shirt, it's like, oh yeah, I want that shirt. Forget the book, <laughs> I want that shirt. So like with me, with marketing and and, 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 and coming up with things, I, I just try everything. I, I'm gonna be completely honest. I think outside of the normal, you know, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, yeah, everybody's gonna have that. But I think what else will people buy? So I'm like, shot glasses are souvenirs. Who wouldn't buy a shot glass? It's a souvenir. When people go away to a different state or country, what's the first thing they buy? A shot glass or a keychain. And some people don't even drink and they got a bunch of shot glasses of where they've been or whatever experience they had. So if you get a ghetto gospel experience, uh, a shot glass, I mean, you had a ghetto gospel experience. Like you understand what I'm saying? So I always think what is outside of the box that people will get. So now I'll be thinking souvenir-wise. Cups, mugs, keychains, maybe towels, whatever people consider a souvenir that will put it up for display. And then when people go visit them, they say, oh, what's Ghetto Gospel? Oh, it's a nigga named Sue Baby that do poetry. Check him out, he's dope. Now word of mouth start going out there. So that's how I kind of dig into merch for me. Yo, Smooth, you put me on game right now, dog. Where my notepad for real? Because it's like, you know, my whole thing was like quotes. You know, like it's it's what people say. Like the big thing about history for me is like if you look at Frederick Douglass or Nina Simone or Angela Davis or any of these people who we've even highlighted, you know, and some of the people who who have just made such an impact. Like before social media, before the internet, before in some ways electricity, how did they get out their message? 
It's about what they said, you know? And the biggest issue that we have in the black community, Dr. Duval will say, is reading at the grade point level. And that determines your future. You know what I'm saying? And so like a lot of people ain't opening these books and stuff like that. And so it's like, I so how do I get that message to the people? You know, and it's carried in a book, but you know, why don't I just go ahead and throw it on our backs? You know, cause like you said, it travels. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, you know, have even told me that it's like, you know, they're standing in line at Starbucks waiting on their drink or whatever. And somebody's like, yo, where you get that? Because, you know, if I if I read something, you know, or from a documentary or whatever, and it speaks to me, I feel like it'll speak to somebody else. You know, and so that's really the standpoint that I go from. And honestly, I get kind of self-conscious about really venturing outside of those things. I really had to push myself to kind of find other vehicles other than just, you know, the written language to promote Black history. Because for me, that's the easiest thing to do, like the words. You know, Frederick Douglass, his autobiography was the first representation of what it was to be a slave. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he ended up being an autodidact so that he could actually remember what it was like as a seven-year-old. And he actually was the one who, you know, could actually give that experience and stuff like that. Um, but I have to venture outside of that. And so now I'm starting to do more uh, other things such as like stickers and stuff like that. And even venturing into the more visual you know, I focused a lot of energy last year on the back of the shirts, you know, but now I'm starting to focus more energy on the front of the shirts and creating these images and stuff like that and, and collaborating with artists. And so, you know, see what other people's minds eyes is coming up with. And so, like, I kind of feel like I'm a little bit limited when it comes to 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 the merch because, you know, I'm trying to do it through fashion. But I think that you made a really good point. It's like, you really got to look at how stuff sticks. You know what I'm saying? How stuff travels, just like pollen. You know what I'm saying? From plants. Plants is the ones who probably was, are the best marketers. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they right. pass their seed and they message all types of ways. It could be through the wind. It could be through digestion from an animal and all this kind of stuff. It's like, now nah, I got to get more creative. Smooth, we're going to have to talk, bro, because I, I like the way you think, bro. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, like I just got an idea from you, like, for now. Like, I don't know if I have you, like, you can say, like, you can pick somebody from history, right? Like, let's just say, Harriet Tubman, right? You get Harriet Tubman. Instead of always, like, putting quotes and all that, you can put Harriet Tubman in a year that she did something important. And now niggas is looking like, yo, that's Harriet Tubman. But what does the year stand for? That makes them go do the research. That makes them go look it up. That sticks out. Certain things like that stick out. People like numbers and less words. So it's like, if you put somebody like uh, Angela Davis and then boom, with the year that she did something. You feel what I mean? Martin Luther King, the year that he did mm -hmm. something. Malcolm X, the year that he did something. Not only it gets your brand out and your message out, but it actually goes deeper than than, than just the merch. Now people are doing the research. Now people are reading. Now they're learning about the history. They're learning about their culture. Just by you putting face, name, date. And it's like, yo, what the date stand for? Go research it. 
That, that yeah. just popped in my head real quick. Word. And, and I really just want to state this out loud, man, because yeah. I want y'all to hear this from me, bro. Smart, bro. You know, Anybody. y'all boys are some, y'all, y'all some geniuses, man. You know, for real. I really want to speak that up because I feel like, you know, again, we having a whole conversation around merch, around creativity, around the process. But y'all boys are some geniuses, man. Like, you know, I was excited to get y'all on here because I feel like this is a conversation that really needs to be had. That like, you know, we back channel have all the time, but I don't think people really respect you all the way that they should. And so I'm hoping that this back channel conversation get y'all the the understanding and the recognition that you deserve that like, yo, ghetto gospel just ain't something that Smooth just thought of out the blue and he just throwing it on a bunch of different things. Now, it's a, it's a process to that. Hat ain't just saying fuck apples because it sound wavy. Nah, it's a process to that. Teddy ain't just putting new images on the front of shirts because he's just throwing shit at the, no, it's a process to that, right? And so that's the whole point here is like, I really hope that people really comprehend it's a process that, yeah, it's trial and error. Yeah, you're going to try different things. But in the end of the day, and Smooth, you said it, thinking outside the normal paradigm, right? Thinking outside the box. Being cre- being a creative is creating. You know, I told my boy the other day, I was like, yo, creatives is really sorcerers, yo. Right? Like, you creating something out the blue, out your mind. You bringing something to fruition. My G, that's magic. Y'all magicians, bro, for real, right? Like, y'all black magicians, man. And so I really hope that, like, not only do you get the recognition that I believe you all deserve, but that actually you take the time to recognize your own genius, man, because what y'all just described right now in 40 minutes we've been on here, um, to me, has been transformational. Hey, so I'm really excited to announce the first ever advertiser for the Third Lab podcast. And of course, it's the homie Teddy Gandy and his team from Blacks Apparel. Blacks is a clothing company that focuses on black reality, both past and present. They share daily blacks or black facts, quotes, and content regarding black reality through their social media. So stop by the store at blacks.com. That's B-L-A-C-T-S.com to check out the Blacks basic tees and all of their inventory. Blacks also uses its platform to collaborate with local artists, so keep an eye out for their limited edition tees and apparel. Make sure to use the promo code THIRDLAP for 10% off your first purchase. I mean, really, what you waiting for? Get the Blacks.com, THIRDLAP for 10% off your first purchase. Support the homie Teddy. Support the podcast. Let's go. And so I want to transition a little bit, though, to social media, because I think the game has changed tremendously, right? Like we're in a we're in an era now where on Instagram, on YouTube, um, on Twitter, to a certain extent, on TikTok, there's all of these different means and ways for you to get your message out outside of just showing up to a performance, right? You got your own website, potentially, where you can move your merch. And so how did y'all go through the process of building a following, but then ultimately, how do y'all keep the people coming back, right? It's one thing to build it out. It's another thing to keep them coming back wanting more. And so, you know, how do y'all go through that process of like, all right, boom, this is what I'm going to put out here for the people. Um, and ultimately, this is how I hook them to keep them coming back wanting more, keep them hungry. It's tough, especially especially these days. Um, and then TikTok are all moving more into video content. Uh, it's hard to keep up from my standpoint because like I really want people to digest data. You know, it's not so much about, you know, look at what I could do, you know, kind of thing. Like I want you to read, I want you to intake this. And so like I'm starting to 
I, I know that I have to challenge myself to, to, to be more creative and to, you know, to make it louder, you know? And so I do that, uh, you know, through, you know, trying to integrate reels through like the documentaries and stuff that I watch, you know, find a nice 30 second snippet, you know, to feed to the people. But that is hard, bro. It's hard because like I would take this two and a half hour documentary or it could be like a five part series over the course of 10 hours and just find these 30 second parcels that start at the right point and end at the right point for people to get the impact of at least that section of history or that section of this topic. And it's like, like it, 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 I, it I drive myself crazy sometimes, you know, because it's like, you know, like right after that, it could be something, something heavy, something weighty, something else that I want them to know, but I can't just like follow that one right up with the same stuff because people get bored, you know? And so it's like, it look easy, but it's heavy though. You know, like, it, what, what does it have? It look light, but it's heavy. It's just it's like that. Heavy, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, you know, I only got so much time in the day to be doing all of this research. And so I'm like, you know, I really kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to kind of put out a whole bunch, especially early, put out a whole bunch every day, dropping gems, dropping gems, dropping gems. Uh, but it that 30 second reel, you know, like I said, it could take a whole week to get to. You know what I'm saying? It could take a whole week's worth of, worth of information. Or I could have read, you know, two or three chapters of a book. And now I gotta figure out how to parcel this out. Like it, 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 it can get crazy from my standpoint. Um, and then like, there's so much stuff that I'm holding, you know, because I'm trying to like make it seem more like random facts. Cause you know, black stands for black facts. So I try to make it seem a little bit more random. So I try to hop from topic to topic so that it may be six weeks before I come back and revisit that so that people are actually ready for that information again. Like that stuff is really hard. So now what I try to do is try to get out of my own way by asking for help and hiring help and, you know, getting, you know, my wife who's a social media manager already, you know, to help me strategize and schedule content. You know what I'm saying? So I could just do the research, you know, woo -de -woo -de -woo, this is what I like to study. Here's the article that I want to pull from, give it to her. Something she could do in 15 minutes might take me four hours because I'm too close to it. I'm too attached. You know what I'm saying? And then when she comes out with it, try not to be too like, mm, I would have did this or I would have did that and just be comfortable with her ability to, you know, to put that out too. So I think getting out of my own way is the hardest part of it. Yeah, Teddy, you definitely made some good points there, man, especially around like being able to delegate and, and trusting other people to help you with the social media. Um, but Hat Smooth, man, you know, y'all doing numbers on social, man. Y'all really running it up over there. And Hat, you know, I've seen you from when you started to where you are now, humongous transition, right? Humongous numbers, humongous change in regards to how you interacting with people and the stuff that you're putting up on a regular basis. And so, yeah, between the two of y'all, man, you know, how did you all start that process and then how do you keep it going? How do you keep people coming back more and more? I know for me, when I first started, I was I was I was more writing like the written word. So I was putting more like written poetry up. And then I learned fast that like people don't read like that. But 
the beauty of that is the people that do read, they're more enamored by you. So, so I'm learning now that I would rather have a thousand core followers who support me than a million people who just see my content and give me a like, right? Because these, these million people are not going to purchase a book. These million people are not going to buy merch. These million people are not going to come to an event to get, me, get them to come to. Um, so like, I, I just had to transition. After I learned the algorithms and stuff like that, I transitioned from, from trying to go viral. Like, that's not my goal. I don't want to go viral, right? Like I, because like, that happens once people are aware of what you do, right? And, and the, the, the easiest way to get people to be aware of what you do is to have other people promote your shit who believe in what you do, right? So like my goal is to believe in myself so much that everybody that I encounter believes in me too. And I don't need to touch the CEO of this company or this person or whatever the case may be because truthfully, the people that can actually put you in positions to eat don't have massive followings. Like the the producer from the, the fucking Remy Martin commercial I was in got like a thousand followers. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he saw my shit and he put me in a position to eat. So it's like, it's about staying true to you, staying true to your brand, like Smooth said, understanding what your brand is and, and just giving that and giving that energy all the time to the point it gets annoying. Like you, you have to annoy people with your shit. Like, I remember when I was trying to figure out this poetry open mic thing. And it's like, I was annoying me, bro. Like I was, I was annoying as shit. Like you couldn't, you couldn't get on social media and not see something about the open mic. Like I had, like I had shit with everything, like whatever. I was trying to create uh, like creative ways to even market it, not even talking about it, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like building a hype for it, like all types of things you have to go through to figure out what works with the people like, and so that like, you don't have to, you don't have to do all of that work. Cause the people, once the people start doing the work for you, that's when like shit gets a little easier. Like it's smooth will tell you like when our poetry open mic, bro, like we promote it, of course, but we know we have a core 60 people that will show up every single time, right? So once that happens, they're promoting it for us. So every time someone new comes, we ask like, hey, how did you hear about it? How did you hear about this? Oh, all right, tap in with us. This, this is our Instagram, this is all this, blah, blah. You have a great night tonight, tell somebody else. And that's the quickest way to like spread your message and spread what you're doing because like ain't no marketing team can do it for real for you. Like it, it's, you gotta really go through that process and build everything from the ground up. And that's when you see the results. Yeah, I, I, like for me, like social media at first was like, I'm not a big social media head. Like sometimes I gotta take a step away from it. It'd be too much going on. I'd be like, sometimes I get too involved in the social media that it takes away from my creativity. But um, as far as like getting the numbers up, the, the best thing for me is, is, is just your content. Make sure people are not confused when they come to visit your page. Your page is your page. You know, there are some people that got all types of things all over their page that people are confused to know that you're a spoken word artist or you're a poet or you're a rapper or you're a singer. Whatever it is that you do, 
make sure that's the that's the majority of the post on your page. So like for me, I I've realized people attention spans are short nowadays. They'll watch a 30 second video, a minute long video versus a whole performance. It's not a lot of people that watch three, four minute videos. But if you cut that three, four minute video into at least 30 seconds in a minute, now they're intrigued. Now they wonder, yo, where can I find this? Or oh, where can you find this? You can either come out to a show or, you know, I could put it on my IGTV. And you can, you know, now you're searching through my page. And as you're searching through my page, you're seeing other different content that you're starting to that that you're starting to fall in love with, and then that's how you gain a core follower, right then and there, just by giving them a sample or something. And now they want to run through your page trying to find the whole thing. So I, I, I really I, I start to catch on to that. People like thirty like the reels and in in, in, the, in a minute or less videos. They don't really like the three, four, five minute videos no more. Like. That 30 second gotta bring them into that, into that aroma, into them watching your four or five minute video. So that, that that's what I learned. New content all the time and actually want to connect with them personally. So that means like maybe going live or maybe having a conversation under the post, not no just dry, quick answer. You know what I mean? Like actually engaging with them so they feel important and feel like, yo, like he is humble and down to earth so that's what i gained from the social media aspect yeah absolutely hey. so really organically interacting with the people man not just putting content and twitter forced me to have the shorter videos because after two minutes you can't post on twitter so i was like well shit i ain't gonna just make one for twitter and then something for everything else i'm gonna keep them all under two minutes yo um and so you know eventually that forced me to change up my whole game teddy what's good though you want to say something well, I was just wondering, especially uh, for you know, Smooth Baby and Hat, like y'all are y'all are spoken word artists. So, does that thirty second reel does it influence your style? Like, even when it comes to what you post on your content, do you write poetry, style these things so that you can have those thirty second bits? For me, nah. First and foremost, I write poetry for me. Secondly, I write poetry. <laughs> I write poetry so that the audience can receive what I'm saying. It just so happens that the same people that are at the shows are on Instagram, right? So like, like the algorithm isn't different there. What works in a, in a, in a live room works on Instagram. And added to the fact, if it works in a live room, there's reaction there. There's reaction and, and people need cues. Sometimes people need social cues. People need social cues to tell when something is funny People need social cues to tell when something is deep and you should think about it. Like people are looking for other people's cosign to see if they should even like something, right? So it's like one of the good things about me and Smooth is like we have the opportunity to perform all the time. And we we have we we have an opportunity to engage a crowd. So when we post our performances, of course I'm looking for the best engagement of my performance. I'm looking for that bar that hit. Like, so you can hear it, you can hear it. Even if you ain't hear what I said before, you know that they fucked with this because you hear people reacting to this. And so it makes you intrigued. Like he said, it makes you intrigued. It's like, oh, well, I didn't hear this whole thing, but like, I might have to come to the next one because like, if, if they're having such a good time, I need to be there. 
So like that's low key our Chico. That's my Chico. I don't know about you, Smooth, but like that's my Chico. Like I like the killer performance because like the what I post with that, I can take a thirty second clip of that, just from crowd reaction, and just how I handle the crowd. And it's like oh shit, because I know people that that think I do stand up comedy, right? Like they don't know what I do at all, but from what I post, they think I do stand up comedy, and they like oh I want to come see your next comedian show, and I'm like I'm I'm a funny nigga. Don't get me wrong. But like, that's not what I do. Like, you gotta pop out and actually see what I do. You feel me? So, and that gets them coming to the next show to figure it out. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm gonna piggyback on what Hat said. Uh, for me, I write for me. One, two, I write to heal. You know what I mean? And then three, it, it's for the message to get out there. I do not write for the crowd. I don't write for the crowd. My my words are for those who relate to what I'm talking about. I don't necessarily write for a crowd reaction. I don't care if I get a crowd reaction. I know I'm going to get it because of my energy. I give my all. I step on that stage and I don't leave nothing. I give it all. So whether it's 500 people or two people in the crowd, you never know because my energy is never off. So when I do go find these videos to post, it's not only for like the best bar. Like sometimes I go for the best bar. Sometimes I go for the best crowd reaction. Nine out of 10 times, is this, it go hand in hand. When I really go to post, it's for something I want y'all to literally hear in that 30 seconds. I want y'all to understand what I'm saying just in that 30 seconds. It might not even be the best ball of the piece, but it might be the most powerful ball. And I want you to get it. I write so you can think. I don't write, I don't really full speed the crowd I write so you can think or when they hear the piece over and over and over again. So I find those type of bars that gives that message off that is still dope. And people be like, yo, I wonder what he said before that and after that. So that's how you kind of like, you know, pick your clip. I mean, I got an idea for you too, Teddy, how to do what you do um, type of thing. I, I, I'll talk to you about that one. So I, I, got, I got something for you that popped in my head. See, I love that, bro. That's that synergy right there, man. A bunch of creatives getting together to do work. It's always going to be something beautiful that come out of that, man. Always. And so, you know, we, we I'm going to round it out. We're we going to end it here soon in a second. I really just want to spend one time back around. Y'all done dropped plenty of jewels. In the end of the day, what feedback, what suggestions would you give to somebody that it could be just starting a game. It could be somebody that's been in it, but really has been struggling with the art, with the creative, you know, speaking to other creatives out here, man, folks that are going to tap into this podcast that are in that creative lane. What advice would you give them in regards to being able to continue to push forward um, and, and really see their craft come to fruition? Because all of y'all at different phases, different states had looked exhausted. But some of y- all y'all at different phases in different states, but all of y'all doing it, right, every single day. You know, you got the open mics popping off. You got Teddy and the merge moving and the farmer's market. And so, you know, what advice would you give the people so that you can motivate them to keep going forward to be successful? Find your purpose and lean into it, right? Like that's that's what we do it for. We do it for the purpose, right? Like, and, and really identify your purpose and see if it's a, a selfish purpose. See if it's just for you. If it's just for you, I'm gonna be honest with you. What I've learned is if it's just for you, then there's no hope in that, right? But like, identify how other people can grow from what you do. And once you realize that, lean into it because it's bigger than you at that point. 
Cause like, if it's just you, you can quit, right? It's just you. Like you, you don't, you don't have no ties to nothing else. But like, once you identify the greater goal, it pushes you through those dark times when it, when you can't be creative at that moment, because like now you have a duty, you have an obligation, um, you have a responsibility and that responsibility as men, especially like that responsibility. And I'm, I'm going to speak to men. Responsibility is what keeps us on track because when we don't have responsibility, we are childish. We just do things for instant gratification. We do it for the moment or whatever, but responsibility makes us think about future. And so like, once you find what you are responsible for, and we all have responsibility when it comes to the society that we live in, when it comes to how we're tied to our brothers and our sisters, when it comes to our own personal family, find your responsibility, lean into it and own it. That's how, that's just what gets me through it. Golly, yeah, you, <laughs> all of that, I feel it. I would say number one, you can't be doing it for the money. If you, if you're gonna last, if you're gonna make it, if you're gonna make it past that first launch, that first, you know, that first drop or whatever, you can't be doing it for the money because I'm gonna be honest with you, you know, some of the stuff, you know, that you think is gonna sell may not. You know, people might hate it. You gotta have a love of the game, man. You gotta have a love of the art. You gotta be trying to grow through it. You gotta be trying to get somewhere. You know, when I when I launch something, you know, like I just dropped some shirts today. I have had them search for two months. Like, you know, that's old news. I just finally got to the point where I felt like releasing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what, that's how it be sometimes. You can't really, you, you can't really just do it for, you know, to try to make a dollar. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you can, you can hustle up a dollar through, you know, through doing some stuff. But, you know, if you want to last for a year, two years, make it, you know, make it to, you know, th those anniversary, you, you got to be finding something that's really inspiring. So that gets to my other point. You got to like it. I don't drop nothing I don't like. You know what I'm saying? If I don't like it, mark it down in my accounting, you know, books and balances as research and development, you know, give it away, donate it somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. But I got to like it. Even if it don't sell, that might be the thing I wear around the house. I wear out, out and about doing my thing. You know, you got to feel inspired by it. It got to speak to you. And I would probably say, lastly, it has to be attached to some sort of vision. It got to be attached to some sort of vision. You know, without a vision, people perish. You know, without a vision, a business is going to crumble. You know what I'm saying? Without a vision, you know what I'm saying? You're going to be lost. It got to be deeper than all that other stuff. Uh, what I would say is for, for other creators, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You're going to find yourself in positions where you're uncomfortable, but you got to start being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Also, you have to learn how to take criticism. Everybody ain't going to like what you're putting out there. Everybody ain't going to think it's dope or whatever the case is. But you can tell the difference between hate and criticism. There is a line there. So you got to be able to take criticism. If you're going to do it, give it your all. Don't leave no what have could have, should have. I could have did this. I would have did that. I should have did that. Don't leave that. Give it your all, period. Give it your all. Be a student of what you're doing. And don't be afraid to learn from other people around you because you don't know everything. You ain't going to know everything. You might learn something from somebody and then that can elevate you to a different, you know, spot and then you can pull somebody else up. You know what I mean? 
and and that's just what it is as a creator. And even when you feel like you want to quit and all of that, remember why you do it. Why are you doing it? What is your purpose of doing it? Period. And once you see that, if you don't have a vision, then you have no direction. So understand your vision, understand your purpose, give it your all, be open to criticism because it's going to come. It's going to come. And just be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That, that's what I got. You're listening to the Third Lap Podcast with Mal Davis. Yeah. Listen, y'all boys drop gems for real, man. We just lost Teddy. Um, <laughs> but we had the end of this anyway. So, you know, I appreciate y'all. I just want to say I love y'all brothers, man. You know, I wish y'all nothing but success. Wow. Smooth, man. I'm looking forward to getting to know you and, and eventually having you on the podcast on the Third Lap just to learn more about you and your story, bro. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in your corner, man. I'm your fan now too, bro. You came through my Brody. Um, and so, you know, I, I looking forward to catching y'all, man. I'm out here in Philly now, but looking forward to pulling up to one of the open mics too. Um, and also potentially Yo, before, helping y'all. Before you, before you cut it off though. Yeah, go ahead, like, brody. I be mad at you all the time, bro. Who me? You don't, yeah, you don't do yourself a service, bro. Like what at you the mean? End of the day, we talking about us being creative, right? Like I've literally witnessed you, like take this <laughs> podcast, like take the idea, take the thought child that you had, and put it out into the world, and 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 give gems, just like what we were saying, right? Like, put the right people on your platform, ask the right, right questions to get people thinking, and, and like I've listened to episodes, I've listened to the episode with your mother, I've listened to episodes <laughs> with Dennis, I've like, and I've learned so much, bro. So it's like. Like you got us on here, but we really should be interviewing you about these same <laughs> questions. Cause even no, now no. you pivot into like the panels and like you're having dialogue. And it's like, like that's that's a foresight that a lot of people don't have. So like, I thank you, bro. I just want to thank you for being a thought partner, for being someone who, who don't let me slack on my shit. Like, you know what I mean? Someone who, who talks crazy to me when I'm when I'm just really, time. really on my bullshit. So it's yeah. like, yo, like I, I just wanna I just wanna thank you for that. Like that's that's all I had to say because you don't give yourself enough credit, bro. Yeah, no, I appreciate you, man. I think it's what y'all said, you know. This is my purpose. You know, I say the third lap isn't a podcast, it's a lifestyle. Um, this is something that is with me forever, bro. You know, God brought this to me um to be able to reclaim my life so that I wasn't just a, a kip recruiter or you know an educator but i was a person that had something that was my legacy and so you know the third lap man this this was a lifesaver this was a life changer um and you know it it doesn't escape me that all of the people that have been on here are part of my network like you know i'm creating a, a family bro uh, of, of like-minded people we created our networking group based off of people that came through this and so you know, I think that in, in reality, moving with that too. Yeah, I, I got. We got to talk. We I'm gonna talk to Smooth about it too, cause I see my man got the mentality, so he ready. Yeah. He, we need to get him in there, so we could all get the running together. Um, but in the end of the day, man, you know, I always say it's not about me though, um, because God didn't give me this platform to talk about myself. Um, you know, I know what I know, but Smooth, you said it. You don't know everything, and so again, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. I do my talking, but. Really, I just be listening, man. You know, I've learned so much from y'all. Smooth just today, you talking about merch, got my mind thinking in a whole different framework. Like, I'm about to go chop it with my wife right now. I'm like, yo, we got to run it up. Like, I'm going to throw a couple, I'm going to throw a little something at this. We're going to have to get crazy with it, you know? Um, but wow. nah, man, this has just been a blessing. You know, again, thank y'all for coming on today. I appreciate y'all. Um, you know, it's, it's late night. 
Um, y'all, y'all wavy. I'm sure y'all got things to do. Uh, the rain can't stop real, real, real hustlers like y'all, man. So, you know, again, thank y'all for sleep, coming man. on the third lap. Yeah, I know you tapped out. Smooth about to hit the hit the block with it though. He about to get I'm right. Outside. <laughs> outside, Say man. less. Say less. Like a real uptown dude should be, man. Stop playing. Like <laughs> <I'm> exactly. <laughs> um, only not, water. Yeah, it, it, come on, man. We ain't going out here. We good. Um, yeah, I look out yeah. this window. It's not just water, bro. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's bog, straight it's flooding. Hurricane, tornado warning. It's wild out there, bro. Right. I gave my word. I got to live up to it. Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I did too, but I ain't going. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. But yo, again, I appreciate everybody for listening to the third lap. I'm so excited about season two, bringing more panels like this. Um, bringing more people in together as a community to talk all at once, to give y'all information and feedback. Um, and just, again, taking this to another level. I, year one was so good to me. I can't even fathom what year two going to look like, but I know it's going to be even bigger and better, man. And so smooth. Appreciate you, my brother. Love you, my man. Thank you again for coming in. Um, Love hi, you too, my you know, Teddy coming back in. So before we close out, definitely going to give a shout out to Teddy too. Um, but hat, yeah, man. As always, you already know how we do, man. We've been rocking, bro, from love day you, bro. one. Yeah, you know I mean, I love you too, bro. Um, and so Teddy, we lost you for a second, but you came back in before we closed out, my dude. And so I know y'all got, you know, gave y'all feedback, but any last things that y'all want to say before we tap out for the night? This was therapeutic for me, bro. Um, right. as it always is, you know, when I, when I talk to y'all cats, man, you know, I. I heard myself say some things that I didn't know I believed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <That's rough. laughs> and uh, and y'all boys, you know, stupid gems, bro. Yeah. You know, stupid gems out here. I heard everything Smooth Baby said. And yeah. right when he was done, the motherfucker cut off of my ass. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, nah, I'm really glad to have um, met you, bro, because you got some... You got some intellect on you, bro. Yes, and I sir. Can't wait to uh, collab and you know highlight you and see and see yes, where sir. how we can you know you know add value to each other. So, Malcolm, you already know what the fuck I got to say about you, dog. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't make me repeat myself, dude. You yeah, know, you always here, got man. the ideas for for networking and shit, bro. Like yo, yo, your ability to bring people together. I never met nobody like you. I'm just being honest. So appreciate that, bro. You know, yeah, smooth, smooth came on here spitting that ghetto gospel, man. I see how I see why he washed hat up in that battle. Yeah, you know I mean, wow. <laughs> nah, man, yeah, that battle. I, I love the fact that you know y'all brothers was able to get on that stage and bring real joy and entertainment to people. Um, I'm looking forward to you know being able to bring y'all open mic out here to Philadelphia. I know y'all headed out to Florida. I know that's going to be wavy. I know that's going to be stupid. They are going to turn up and do the thing. And yo, it's leaving the East Coast. It's about to be worldwide, man. You know what I mean? I I can't. Y'all going to be in Dubai doing this thing. And so I'm just excited for all of y'all, bro. Only, 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 honestly, like in this community that we roll with, like only me and him could do that. Yeah, that's a fact. And I truly believe that. Only me and him could, could, could do that as brothers. Right. And, and you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and eat together on that shit. Right. Like, you know what I mean, right. like, yeah, that's showcase fact. and showcase and put on a show. Like, people right. left that spot saying, I've never seen nothing like that before in my life. I mean, just watching the video, bro, and, and mm-hmm. now getting a chance to see Smooth and talk to him, like, damn, like, these two are the smartest black men I know, right? 
motivated, yeah. intelligent, connected, spiritually connected. And then the fact that like y'all can go on that stage, give it everything you have. But then it's like wrestling, bro. Right. Like, yeah. you know, WWE <laughs> yeah. style, like it yeah, act a fool in the ring. But then Yo. they get a drink right after. Yo, like, that's exactly it's a, it's a what show, we did. It's a show, bro. I already <laughs> know. I already know. Right after. Oh, <laughs> Probably out the ghetto gospel shot glass. You know what I mean? I already know, man. I already know, man. Yeah, brother. So listen, I'm excited for y'all dudes. Um, Again, this is another episode. It's the first community episode of the Third Lap Podcast. Season two It's going to be so many more. I'm excited. Um, and yo, it's not the last time y'all going to hear from these brothers. I'm going to make sure to bring them back again and again and again. Cause they just got so much information to share, um, but yeah, you know, hat hat tuning in from uh, Harlem, my man Smooth Baby repping the BX Borough where they keep things thorough. My man Teddy Gandy coming out of making GA, Miles Davis repping Philly, man. So you got people from all across over here, yeah, East Coast, right. down south. We outside, man. So thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Third Lap Podcast. This is your host Miles Davis. Each one, teach one. We all learn together. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Third Lap Podcast. This is your host, Mal Davis. Please visit thethirdlappodcast.com for more information about the podcast, about our guests, and also to see our reading list. You can find us at the Third Lap Podcast on LinkedIn and Facebook, at Third Lap on Twitter, and at Third underscore Lap underscore Podcast on instagram if you know anyone that would be great to be featured on this show please reach out to our host mal davis he's always looking for interesting people to learn more about them and to talk about their pathway thank you so much again have a good one